You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Inspiring women, bold vision, and powerful insights to help you use speaking to build a thriving business. This is Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. Now, for today's show. Welcome to another episode of Speaker Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, would you like to turn your service into a product? Well, my guest today says that this is one of the easiest places to start as it allows you to create a passive revenue income and a revenue stream reach a larger audience than you could delivering your services directly and prove your expertise. Now, joining me on today's show is Mary Joyce. Mary is known as the resources queen and she helps her clients create sales and marketing systems in their business. Now, on today's show, she's specifically going to to share how we can create multiple streams of income by leveraging our existing products and services. She'll also share how we can start to package up our services as well as how to speak to your audience and where to find them. And I know this is something many speakers are always looking for, for various resources. So welcome to the show, Mary. Oh, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Great to join you. So you're in, in London, UK. Just share a little bit about how you got into, uh, well, obviously speaking and now supporting other incredible business women speak and share their voice and message as well. I think from running my own business, my first ever business was a massage business because um, I used to obviously work full time, had children, and I was trying to do something that I could do while I was at home. Mm-hmm. So then I started my own mobile massage business and I ran it all from Facebook. <laughs> and then this, these is, you know, back in the day when anything you put on Facebook, people saw it. And I had a business page and I built that up. And I was getting so many people, not locally, from all over the world joining. And then I started having people ask me how I was marketing. And so I was doing more on the marketing side of things than I was actually on the massage side of things, which was brilliant because you could sit at home (laughs) and still make money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it kind of just evolved from one business to the other and things that I've applied in my business and then shared with others. Because for me, time is, is the most my most valuable resource because I have got children Yes, and trying to manage time around them. Um, and I'm always been someone who, um, if I'm going to create something, I want to use it again. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm going to reuse it and reuse it Leverage and get as much yeah. out of it as possible. And is that one of the, the reasons why you've been dubbed the resources queen is because of the fact that through your journey, which you've just shared, thank you, that you've looked at ways that you can really leverage your time, create systems and processes that you can, can, can continue to leverage in your business? That's exactly it. It was a mentor. When I first got started, and this was a very wise decision, I signed up with a very um, successful mentor, Mm -hmm. um, joined her program. So I learned from her. You know, I didn't fumble about. And I remember at the time, and I'd met her at a conference, and she was up on on the stage. She was speaking. And there was hundreds of other people in the audience, but she spoke straight to me. You know, when yes. you're, you, you you resonate with somebody mm-hmm. and that's where I first recognized the power of speaking, because 
we connect with others and when you see somebody whether it's live like here we're on a podcast um you really connect with somebody at a different you know at, at a deeper level i think than if you're reading something yes. you really get to connect with people so that for me is it was such a powerful thing and i i've always sort of um connected with people when i've heard them speak um and i learned from her i learned so much um business acumen so i didn't make you know i remember shaking in my boots thinking oh god how am i going to make these payments you know i signed up and i was paying monthly and it was a lot of money then mm-hmm. um so yeah for me it, it, it's um important i think that you do learn from others but then at, on the same hand you that your expertise is valuable you know i think we move along in our journey and we forget how much we've done we forget how much expertise we hold Yes, we do. We do often take that for granted. And thank goodness that you're able to really learn all of that, apply it to your business. And of course, you're now sharing it with all of us on on how we can leverage the tools and and techniques and processes that you've been able to do in your business. So let's talk about how to create multiple streams of income, because I think what you've just said, oftentimes there's so much resources and knowledge and content that we've already created that's just sitting there that we really can package up and and leverage uh, Uh, into streams of income for us what are some things that you often see uh, business owners neglecting leaving on the table and and that they should start to to create these multiple streams of income I think one of the most powerful things doing anything and you know in the how to Mm -hmm. you know how to do anything even something as basic as how to create a Facebook page or how to set up your Instagram how to find your clients anything that's a how to that can be used as a marketing tool as a free you know as your as your you know um, list builder your your marketing your your lead generation but it can also be created into products yes. so if you've done something successfully doing a step and I mean step I mean tearing it back to the raw basics you know this is the first it's almost like you're teaching somebody to dance it's each step each yes. routine we've got um at the moment we've got strictly come dancing it's like a ballroom dancing and i know in australia you guys do love um you know we've got a lot of very famous australian dancers over here doing the dancing and stuff so yes. having that when when all these celebrities are learning how they, they they learn one step at a time so creating programs around that but you teaching somebody each step at a time you know how to set everything up um, 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 how to do things. So it depends whether you're going for the, you know, who your clients are. You know, you have to be very clear on who it is you serve yeah. and then creating products and services around their needs. You, if you think back a few years ago, what it was you needed urgently to learn mm-hmm. um, and ha- and then um, teaching that to others. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned there is, you know, your community and, and what they're struggling with and what they're looking for. Were there some key steps or, or resources or research that you did before you created some of these incredible programs and, and, and trainings? Because one thing that I, I often hear, and I mean, I've done this myself too, I've had a need and, and I've learned certain things. I think this is going to be so beneficial. People are going to love the resource created. And then it was crickets kind of thing. So <laughs> we need to do a little bit of research first don't we is this really something that our audience our community is going to find valuable and of course invest in that's why surveys are so powerful you know sending survey regularly surveying your um community is so important and it's and i I really um 
I never create anything first. Mm. I sell it first. Yeah, that's a great idea. If there's a want or a need for it, then I'll create it. I'm not going to create something if nobody wants it. Yes. So I'll never do the work first. I always get paid first and then I'll do the the work afterwards. (laughs) There's nothing like getting your your butt into gear to create uh, your trainings once people have invested in it, is it? (laughs) Yeah, it's like that that definitely sets the... um, you know, fire under your bum to get things done. And, and I know so many people can't work under that um, um, thing because so many people sometimes when they're getting started in business, they're working, you know, they've got a full-time job, they've yeah. got other commitments, so they might not, time-wise, they might not have that. But where we've already got so much content out there and you've created, and um, I done an interview a while ago and it just came up about even your Facebook updates, you know, your Twitter updates, the posts you put on Instagram, that. That is content. That is stuff that you can repackage, that you can relook at, you can expand on, really go in and drill down into that can be used as content. You don't have to recreate the wheel every single time. Mm. You just have to have that good flow with information so that somebody's learning from it and benefiting it. But you really need to test your um community and see what they're looking for and one thing I've done a lot of so I will deliver you know I'll sell the training deliver it have it recorded and then package it up and then resell it yeah yeah. so then I'm creating it as I'm delivering it so sometimes the 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 method I use there I'll have one training which is me it's I'll you know deliver it just there's no Q&A there but then I'll have a Q&A on that topic you know so that we can really go into depth and have it more specific to the clients yes and normally I don't sell I won't sell the recordings of the Q&A unless sometimes you know in a in a one to one um one to one you know um client thing I'll, I'll i'll let them listen but of course i make sure that you know everyone's signed a disclosure that they don't mind their um information being shared yeah and that that kind of thing has to be thought of beforehand doesn't it because you don't want to be in a situation where you can't um on sell all of this great content that you've recorded and developed into a package or program because one of the the clients in there said no i'm sorry i don't don't want that just one of the other things that you mentioned um you know about looking at your facebook updates your twitter updates and and so on you can also use that as part of the research can't you because if you've posted something and you've gotten a lot of engagement comments even questions and conversations going around that particular topic you can be guaranteed that your audience that that's really tweet something in them so if you've got a product that you can then develop from that it pretty much shows that your audience is already very interested in that area is that something that you've done too yeah that that's totally that is such a great um, um technique and also even using if you've got groups or um, asking questions within the group, mm-hmm. and then seeing what people want to learn about. Um, learn about, but even in other communities, if you're active in other people's communities and you see what's coming up all the time there, uh, I know that I was in a very large program with you know thousands of people, and I just off the back of being in that group, I created content and then was able to have a solution for people that were having a problem that the person who was running that group wasn't offering so it was almost like a complimentary service that that there was a real need that people were asking about all the time and it was a real pain point for people so I was able to create a solution there and then just from the conversations that were going on and that's where social media is so powerful everything's there and when it comes to research or finding out 
everything's there for you so you know what people are talking about and what people are needing help with yeah a great great strategy and it really is as you said all about becoming very observant and watching the conversations and where people are commenting that this is you know particular areas that they're struggling with so great strategies around that one thing that i know that many people consider when they're thinking about creating and packaging up a services into a program or a package they can continue to to sell for you know once they get a greater audience speaking which we're going to talk about in a moment but one of the things they struggle with and I'm sure you hear this again and again too Mary is what do I put in there okay I've got my trainings but is that it should I put other things in there so let's talk a little bit about how to package up services things that you've done that have really landed well once you've offered that to your community there's also that you don't have to offer just your content you can get and this is where women speakers association has been so amazing for me when i've done programs i've been able to partner and collaborate with others Mm -hmm. so they're complementary they'll offer um trainings that they've done so that sort of almost bulks out your offer so that if there's an area say you're a podcasting queen so i know nothing about podcasting so if i need to in, uh, include something in my in my program around podcasting i could leave that segment straight for you you know yes. that's something that you've done and that would be a complimentary um training that's added there Mm -hmm. so sometimes don't get overwhelmed thinking you have to do every single piece yourself yes because there are other experts out there that you know and sometimes you know it's better to hand it out to an expert um than try and do something badly yourself Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Um, absolutely and i think sometimes we can add some really simple things in there but it can be very powerful and helpful for people such as creating checklists for them templates maybe even having your training transcribed so people can kind of read through some people really love to highlight all of the real ahas and things like that that can pack be packaged up really nicely into a package can't it yeah and, and it's so easy to do and there's so many services out there that will do it and it doesn't cost the earth mm-hmm. uh, i mean i've got a great copy editor and she just write you know she's the person that forced me really to create products um that you know just from her writing up things doing things she's the one that created that my operationals you know my um systems operations in my business how things are run so if anybody else comes in if i need anything done there's a checklist of what needs to be done and they're brilliant you know and they can be reused again they can be adapted for other people's businesses but also i've done where i've i've got one product it's on how to um run telesummits and we have scripts, you know, what you write to invite, you know, invite, ready-made, ready-made, you know, it's ready-made content, ready-made to invite someone to be a guest on your show, ready-made mm-hmm. thank yous, all of this stuff that's ready-made that be, people can just use and adapt to their own um, business needs. Yes. Something that I, uh, I often hear other people struggle with as well is knowing how much content to put around a topic because we know so much stuff. Often we take that for granted, but when we are packaging something together, we want to give our clients everything, but that can often become really overwhelming. Share a little bit of what you do when you're putting together a package so that you're giving them valuable information that you know is going to help them achieve a certain outcome but you get to a stage where you go anything else that I add to that is just going to become overwhelming do you have some steps that allow you to keep yourself focused on this is all they need because this is going to get generate an outcome yeah I think that's where my the way I run my programs comes in because I have that instant feedback from Mm. people running through the program in the first instance yes so as as they're um taking in the content then when it goes on to so i will have content training 
than the Q&A on that content and training. So then I know if I need to add more or so then if I need to add more, I can re-record that training again. Yeah. Um, so that's where or else if there's too much, I can re-record it and take some off, you know, edit it in that way mm-hmm. or even have a light version. You know, this is where you can really expand on your content because you can have a beginner an intermediate, you know, you can actually create from the same content by stripping some away or adding more in. You've got exactly the same thing. But, you know, for someone who needs the light version, you know, where it's it's just, you know, bullet points, you know, where they can get just, you know, an overview of everything or else you can really go into the depths and you can actually then have it at different um, service levels. Yeah, fantastic. Great advice. And so now I'd imagine if you're going and you're doing some speaking and you've got a large audience, I mean, not everybody is at a stage where they want to work with you. If you've got more private VIP clients, there's only so many hours in our day and our week. So there's no way that we could support on a one-to-one basis. And of course, now you're leveraging these packages and, and programs. So let's move into speaking to your audience and how to find them. Okay, so we've got these great packages that we've had. Now we need to go out and continue to really build our profile out there on, on the stage. What are some things that you've learned along the way that you can share today about how to speak to our audience and, and where to find them? I think it's just looking at where where your clients would be typically hanging out. So if your customers aren't on Facebook, it's no point being you being on there. Mm. You know, they're more likely to be on LinkedIn. And that's where it's important to do. I have an exercise that I do like a client avatar, you know, finding out, you know, creating a profile of your client, who they are, what they do, what their needs are where they spend their time, what they spend their money on. So that gives you an idea of the type of person. And also as well from the type of people I like to work with, you know, we have an idea of the kind of clients, you know, if you work with someone, you go, oh, this is my dream client. I love, you know, I want everyone to be like this, this person. And then you sort of think, you know, where these people spend time. And I mean, I do a lot of in-person networking. So I'll normally, you know, once you've spoken once, then you get invited again to to speak again. So mm-hmm. it's typically looking where your audience are hanging out, but also with people in complementary businesses. So um, this is ideal, you know, when people are doing online businesses, you work with other online um, online business owners and speak to their audience and, and you swap over. Where I've done, I done a lot of multi-speak, I first of all created um, my own speaking where I was inviting people to join me as the expert. And then what that did, that builds up my network of other business professionals. So then they'd invite me over. So sometimes creating your own events where you're showcasing others actually builds your community because it it really is powerful positioning because you're the person who's bringing all these great experts together. Mm. So from from a a part of visibility positioning, creating your own events, and and I know for a lot of people that that can be overwhelming because you you know, Anne-Marie, how much work goes into putting on any event. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But once you have that system in place, it's it's pretty easy and they they rock and roll. So yeah, definitely just... um, Um, looking at who your clients are, get very clear on that, and then looking at different partners, going out there, networking, connecting with others, and taking up opportunities to speak. 
Yeah. One of the things that you're talking about creating your own events that can be done offline. So in person, but it can also be done online very successfully too, can't it? Where you might have a, a tally summit or some kind of a, like an e-conference or whatever you want to call it as a great way to be able to capture an international audience. And for many of us, uh, you know, logistics does not uh, limit us to, to working with clients. So if we can, you know, offer our services and often we can because they're recorded and so forth, it's accessible by anyone so online can be a great way in which to to create an online platform an event that other people are invited to is that something you've done as well I've done quite a few multi-speaker um, summits, so there's something I really enjoy, and I've done it with my colleague, and she's in New York, so mm-hmm. it's almost like we've got the whole world, world covered time-wise when we're doing, because we, we literally have people from all over the world as guests, and also as people joining to listen in, um, and now there's so many great tools out there, you know, Facebook Live, and you can have multiple speakers, um, there's so many, um, Zoom is a great platform to use, um, there's so many great platforms out there that make it so easy for us to be able to put those events on. But also, they bring clients. You know, I remember when I've I've created programs and then people have bought them, and you know, I've never had a conversation with the person. I've never had. I don't know who they are. They're in Mexico or they're in Japan, mm-hmm. and they're all different parts of the world. And then you know, they're buying products that I've created, and and it's really um really yeah you know exciting because you think wow you know this person you know um they found me through some event or through something and they they've bought um some of my and i've never had to speak to them yes and it's interesting because (laughs) um in the the guest profile that you completed one of the interesting statistics that you shared with studies show that between 70 to 80 percent of people research a company online before visiting the small business or making a purchase with them and that was from bluecorona.com and what you've just explained you're sharing content across various platforms you've hosted these events um, and because of that people have been monitoring you they've been seeing hearing what you've been sharing and that continues to build no like and trust doesn't it and then of course uh, leads them to to then trust that the product or the package that they're going to invest in is going to be of, of value as well and that's what happened to you you've just explained that yes Yes, that's exactly it. So if people are doing that research, they'll go on, say, Google. They'll put in if if the pod if if you've been a guest on a podcast, then they'll listen to that podcast. Then they've heard you speak. They know that you know your content. That you're um. So the more that they research you and things, you your name starts popping up a bit. Because sometimes I'll and it sounds a bit flippant if I'm at you know particularly if I'm at a very I have to admit this is normally a very male dominated networking event. Mm-hmm. Um, they go oh so what do you do and what's your little business you know little woman <laughs> you know that they can sometimes you know be you know particularly if they're very professional you know the yes. fire, okay. I'm, financials let's say the financial um guys in the financial professions um and i'll say just google me you know (laughs) and it sounds a bit arrogant but sometimes you know when you have so much content out there Mm -hmm. you know people can google you and they can find out exactly what you do and it's very very powerful and that's where it never goes to waste you know you i always look at online world like you're creating it's online real real estate and you're it's like the wild wild west and we're claiming that land and the more content we got come out there we're kind of taking a bigger chunk so every time you put something out it's like you're putting another stake in the ground you're like yay that's me that's where i am that's who i am yeah absolutely one of the things that i've um unfortunately heard more times than uh you know than i really would want to is the feedback 
feedback from people who have gone out and they've partnered with other, you know, um, complementary service providers and things like that. But unfortunately, in a lot of cases, they haven't put some key steps into place or haven't really dis discerned who is going to be my ideal partner. And unfortunately, that collaboration hasn't really generated the results that both parties wanted. What are some things that you consider and that you have in place to ensure that when you seek various partners, they're going to be aligned with you and it, it is going to bring a win-win-win for all, both you, your partner, and obviously the, the audience that's going to hear the, the content through that collaboration. I think that's where it's important to have a face-to-face, -face, you know, where you can get on Skype, get to really know about the person. And obviously, you've done your research and your due diligence. And I think a lot of the time, I tend to have introductions from other people. So it's from a trusted source. So mm -hmm. that introduction comes. So it, it, it's always um, finding out from the community and, and looking at what that person's done before. And I've had an experience of that where I got interviewed by somebody you know, the funniest thing was that they had somebody on their thing that was, a vis you know, coaching them um, being a visibility expert. And it was all these YouTube, <laughs> but nobody had viewed any of them. And, uh... and, and, it was, and I mean, there was nothing, you know, people, but they've been around a while, you know, yeah. it has, it's yeah. not like they're new, but sometimes you have to make sure that what your expertise is or what, you know, um, what you claim your expertise, that you actually really know your stuff and, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about integrity and and I think I, I always use my like I said when I my first ever mentor I because I, her message resonated with me I felt a connection and you know that was something and I'll, I'll use and this is where as women we're very fortunate we almost have the sixth sense you know if you let your intuition guide you and you know trust you know that that trust you have and and that belief of someone you know use your intuition and follow that guidance mm. you know it very rarely leads you astray oh absolutely and i think because you're the resource queen and you've got a lot of processes in place you would have a key documentation that outlines um, very systematically what's expected of both parties what you're both contributing to the relationship so that uh, everybody knows who's participating in that collaboration knows exactly what what they've promised to do and what they've um, you know obviously promised to, to, to contribute yes exactly that that's exactly you've hit the nail on the head but also from a financial side yes. so say for example you're collaborating and you're actually creating most of the content it's it's not too hard to sort of, or you're doing you know you've got the bigger audience you've got the more engaged audience you've got more people where um, you know, it could be then that the split is 70, 30 or mm -hmm. 80, 20, you know, just if you're doing the majority, like in any work environment, any, anywhere where you're doing any, where you're contributing to a team, you know, environment, um, whoever you, you break it down like that, that whoever's delivering the most or putting the most into the collaboration, that that person gets the most out of it. Mm. And that's so key. And I, I know as women, sometimes we don't like to kind of have to put that down on paper because we, we assure that that's just going to be delivered but unfortunately things can get really busy and things can slip through the cracks and it's much better to have that all in place right at the beginning of the relationship so that everybody knows um, what's happening what the ins and outs are so that we can all work towards that so my goodness Mary we have covered so much content from how to package our products and services so that when we start to speak whether it be on someone else's stage or whether we want to create our own online or in-person event we then 
then, yeah, multiply our audience to be able to then invest in our products and services and everything in, in between. Now, I know that you've got some incredible resources to share with everybody today. So share a little bit about what sort of services and offerings that you have and how we can access that resource. Well, I've got a resources guide and I'm, I'm developing a program that I'm going to be putting together about how to create your own first ever product. So I'm working on that. So that will probably not come out until the new year, but mm -hmm. people can go to my website and download my resources guide. And there is, and the thing I created that quite a while ago. So some of the information, you know, things have been updated and we've got um, moved a lot more along in technology, but the basic stuff is there. Yes. So that's why I've been reluctant to and change it because this is where when you are creating content that you create content that doesn't age too much mm -hmm. so it stands the test of time so that's where traditional you know in traditional businesses there's there's basic traditional things that will always be effective in business that you have to do continue yeah. it doesn't matter whether we're in 2020 or 2050 those core things will still be relevant yeah fantastic as you said the so, foundations and the principles are absolutely key some of the tools and, and methods that you may change over the way but how can people access that mary so they can pop to my website either anything resources queen you'll find me but um my main website is marymjoyce.com and you can pop along there put your name in or reach out to me anywhere on social media but if you want that resources guide and it's the 50 top resources that every business owner needs to run a successful business fantastic love the title and it goes very well with the, the resources queen uh title that uh, you've been dubbed to so look thank you so much for coming on the show Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun. It's gone so quick as well. <laughs> it has. It often does. Well, once the conversation starts flowing and, you know, you're sharing your insights and brilliance with us, which you have today, uh, I'm sure everyone's taken down a lot of notes. But thankfully, this has been recorded so people can go back in and listen to it again. But please go and visit Mary's website, jump on and grab that resources guide, because I'm sure then once you're on your list, Mary, you and you've got you'll have that updated and you've got that new program that's coming out, you'll let everybody who's on your list know about that too so that they can be the first to check that out lovely that's fantastic fantastic thanks again for coming on the show thank you you've been listening to speaker success podcast brought to you by women speakers association if you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business get your free speaker success plan at speakersuccessgift.com